Hey guys, today we will talk about self-harm and addiction. If this is a sensitive subject for you, just look in the show notes and we will put the times you can skip on. Okay, bye! This is Catherine. And this is Seth. And this is Florians United. So it took me a while for the story to tell. It was my turn and I was trying to find a story to tell. And all I could find was uh, things that still deeply hurt me. Mm-hmm. And I discovered by thinking of betrayal during a week and a half nonstop that um, most of the wound that haven't healed yet and I might not be ready to, you know, tell everyone on the internet uh, <laughs> are mostly re- related by betrayal. So I, I dig deeper and I try to find something to say. I ended up with the night I was diagnosed with my first depression and my uh, chronic anxiety. I remember not feeling relief, but this deep sense of sadness, of anger and betrayal of my own body. I was so angry at it for not working properly. And it's not its fault. I mean, that's how my body's done. There's mm-hmm. like some chemical that is not producing in my, my brain. And like, I won't get scientific on you. But, <laughs> but uh, Good, because I won't understand. <laughs> it made me realize that betrayal is not only something someone can do to you, but mm-hmm. you can, your body or yourself you can do on yourself. And I ended up forgiving my body, but it took me a long time to accept that I had depression and it was not my body's fault. And this sense of betrayal was Mm -hmm. mostly me mourning the fact that I was not neurotypical. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that was my story related to the theme of... uh, Betrayal. Honestly, I was like, oh, that's one's going to be hard. And I was right. (laughs) It's interesting that you said that because I found a lot of stuff like that that I was like, well, this isn't necessarily like a person betraying another, you know, I like organize my notes because I'm a crazy person. And I had like, you know, my section of like person betraying person, person's body betraying themselves, other thing betraying person, (laughs) you know, my color. But it's it's funny, though, because like I think that this says a lot about who we are as people like. Your story was about, you know, your body betraying you because of your, you know, disability. Mm -hmm. And my first story was about that time came into my mind was that time when I was in the fifth grade and that kids, this kid, Steven, tricked me into not being the line leader. And I will never forgive him. Steven, if you're listening, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, But yeah, I I agree that when we think of betrayal, the first thing that comes to mind is like, who backstabbed me? Yeah. And Steven, that, that's who. <laughs> but uh, that's why, but I think that that's why I was not, like, the people that came to my mind, I was not ready to share to the internet. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, like, made me dig deeper into the theme. And I think I'm grateful for that because it yeah. made me understand the word differently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how, how about we start? How about we do our 30-second recap? Oh, no, I forget. You're trying to, no, you were just trying to get out of it because it's hard. No, I just forget. Can I make the joke about being betrayed by your memory for a third time? Go. Oh, I just made it. Oh. (laughs) Okay. One, two, three. 
Okay, so it starts, and Dean Fogg is there, and he's, like, teaching again, and he's like, magic fucks you up, yo. And then the sorting hat comes, and they get sorted into their disciplines. Uh, Alex is like, light, pew, pew. And then, like, we never talk about that again. Uh, she's all like, I want to find Charlie. And Q's like, I'll help you because you're hot. Uh, and then uh, they go, and they talk to Emily, and her face is all squishy. And then Margot and sexual tension, malice. And then they, there's box, and there's books, and the books are having sex. And Julia's mean. Ah. Yeah. Eh. Okay. I love that you plug malice. Okay, I believe in you. Ready? Mm-hmm. Set. Go. Okay, so basically everyone uh, gets sorted into Gryffindor, and then they <laughs> go, uh, they change, but uh, we don't know what Quentin um, discipline is, and he's freaking out about it. Uh, Julia basically gets deeper and deeper and deeper into hedge witches to the point where she lies to James and gets distant and he's sure that he's cheating on her. And they, uh, Elliot and Quentin go on a small quest, and it's cute, and Alice and Charlie die from people. I'm really bad at this. No, it's just really hard <laughs> to say things. Yep. It's like, okay, so... In the, you know, in the beginning, I feel like you start out and you're like, okay, okay. And then you're like, oh, my God, there's one. It's like the it's like the verbal version of the John Mulaney bit about writing the happy birthday sign. When you start out and you're like, big ass H, big ass A. And then you're like, oh, no. And you put like the P's on top of each other and you make a skinny Y. <laughs> It's like the verbal version of that. And then, you yeah. sk- and then you know, you go to the next line and you totally forget the lesson you just learned. And you're like, big ass B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like making a happy birthday banner. It's fine. I yep. believe in you. Okay. So uh, let's start with something I noticed. So basically the opening, it's Dean Fogg explaining mm-hmm. what magic is and what kind of power with, um, while he's, he's talking, we see Julia getting deeper and deeper into yeah. spells of... Of the Hedgewitches spells. But I like that basically the episodes start with, hey, magic's gonna betray you. Okay, bye. I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> no, but I like that. Like, here's the team of the week. And like, without knowing it, they open with it. You know, I like that. <laughs> what do you think uh, it meant for uh, us to see this uh, old speech by Dean saying that magic and power can be amazing and but be against you so, and, and see Julia and Marina working together. Do you think it's foreshadowing? I mean, yeah. I also think that like Tegan Fogg is just like a big asshole. And I, I mean, he just is. He's a big asshole. And I, but I feel like this is him being like, I was betrayed by my body and now I can't do magic because the things I need to do magic, my eyes and my hands are like all jacked up. So now I'm just going to be mad about it and crush the souls of my students. Eh, that's fair. I mean, that's how, I don't know. I just, I don't. Why is this man education is my. Well, after 39 time of living the same year, you can understand that you get tired of it. That's fair. As far as if, like, going to Marina and Julia and the Hedge Witches, I mean, you you look into things a lot deeper than I do. I was just like, well, to me, this feels like we're right, you're wrong. Uh, see, I saw it as a kind of a warning. Mm, like... Because we don't know what Marina did, but we know like she went too far and something mm. happened and she got okay, expelled. Okay. And also like we know that Julia is supposed to be to break bill yeah. and she's really, really powerful and not harnessing her power the right way. Yeah. 
can lead and will lead her to a lot of pain. Well, it also, like, the whole head switch and, the, like, the dichotomy of, like, he- the, um, like, sort of privilege difference of, like, the of break bills versus head switches just really made me think about, like, being sort of betrayed by, like, your class and society and, like, the things that you're, you know, the opportunities that you have based on things that you can't control. Like, I almost feel like that's kind of, like, and I think a that, form of betrayal. You yeah, know no, I, mean? I like that because uh, when uh, uh, Julia and Quentin are confronting each other at the end of the episode, he told her, oh, stop slumming yeah. about it. And I asked you, like, what does slumming mean? Because that's a word I never came uh, about. And you say, like, um, going to a poor rural Well, I mean, to be fair, I have never heard the word slum used as an adjective. Uh, oh, in Hamilton. Okay, but Hamilton doesn't... That's not where we go for the, the English language. It's like... <laughs> that's fair. I mean... Love you, Land, but still. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's just because, like, he was saying, like, oh, you're better than this, and, yeah. like, you're you're gonna, like, go to those people for, like... Yeah, but, like, she has no choice. She's like... Yeah, but, like, yeah, that, but it's that, like that's because her class... That's why I went yeah. to you, and I was like, hey, let them you know, please tell them to test me again. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, one of the hugest betrayals of the episode, oh, right? Yes. Is, like, yes. he doesn't help her or say, like, well, I'm not going to do that. Like, he just is like, yeah, sure. Like, doesn't say anything about it. And I, then I, she's just waiting and waiting and hoping that something's going to happen. One of the first things that I do whenever, well, like, after we watch the episode, I spend, like, 10 minutes just looking at, like, 27 different definitions mm-hmm. of the word. Mm-hmm. And what I found, fa- like... Betrayal was such a vague... Well, first of all, a lot of the definitions did the thing that makes me so angry where they use the word, they're like, the act of being betrayed. I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Fuck you, Webster's. Like, you can't... But what's something that I thought was interesting, like the most sort of basic definition was a violation of trust. What is the difference between a betrayal and a revenge? Because... Quentin admits and Julia like spit it in his face that it's revenge for all the time he felt she felt pity on him. Or like she knew how he felt about her Her and and just like never act on it. Or like just let him sort of like pine after her. Because like, well, she liked liked safety nets. Yeah. Like she had James at the... She has That's a, the noise of discovery. But like she has a she has James as mm-hmm. a safety net if magic doesn't work. Yeah. Marina calls him on it. And then she had Quentin as a safety net if uh, James didn't work. And yeah. Quentin calls her on it. This betrayal of not I, telling her and a revenge of So I feel like revenge is the umbrella term. Like there are lots of ways that you can get revenge against someone and betraying a person is one way you can get revenge against them. Because I feel betrayal I is like a, is a, 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 a harsher word, a deeper word. Oh, for me, revenge, I mean, in my understanding, right, it's just like getting back at someone for something. So there was some action that some person did. And you're getting back at them for something that they did. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily need to be betraying them. Google. Google. Help. There you go. Listen. The action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. So this is what I was saying. There was an action A and you are retaliating with action B for action A. But you can do a betrayal without the revenge. Yeah. We're talking about Julia. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about... James. Yes. Because there's some be- serious betrayal there. Like, Julia I- is not okay with James. Like, I'm I'm someone that, like, 
will forgive a lot to Julia because I understand. No. But her lying like that to James and like going as far as saying that she was uh, going to Narcotics Anonymous. This is bad. So like, this is why I've got a bone to pick with Julia in the first couple of episodes because she just does some things that like I find really reprehensible. Yeah. So like, I mean, and I like, right, I have a personal connection to that kind of stuff because like, in my family there are a lot of issues with like drugs and alcohol and going to you know NA Mm -hmm. and AA so like throwing that around that's like that's like if you miss school and you're like my grandma died like you don't lie about some shit you know what I mean you don't like make some things up and like that's not the kind of thing that you just throw around like like yeah I don't think she realized how big her lie was because like we could see in the scene where she brings uh, James and like she want to tell him about magic and like she like like you can see the second she changed her mind and she's like fuck I have to yeah but what does that say about her that that's the first thing she thinks about to lie about people go easily like okay what do people hide to others yeah I guess addictions what is something that's like, oh, I can have a redemption arc and have this man yeah. still love me and I have my safety net. I don't say that what she did is right. I think yeah. that's why she went there so fast. I think she just said like, uh, first thing that came to my mind. But also she took the time to change the thing on her keychain to make it look like an N.A. While she was inventing her lie. Yeah, but she had to know how to do that spell. Like some of it makes feels a little premeditated to me. You think? She likes nets, so she maybe that nets. lie was her safety net. She's like, I'm going to try to tell him the truth, but uh, if I don't, she what's going to be my lie? Yeah. So she already prepared like the yeah. spell and know how it to do it. It feels like she's too smart to just like... Yeah. You know? But anyway, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I know, I, I like what you said about that. Also, I like that Marina knew that Julia will will not tell James. The first thing she does, she tempts Julia and yeah. say like, hey, come back. And like, I feel like, is that a betrayal of like the friendship and then be doing big air quote here that yeah. Marina and Julia are building by like knowing that this girl is going to crack and like I'm going to tempt her like a yeah. drug dealer or is it just well is it a betrayal on that in fact well but does Marina we don't know that Marina knows that Julia like Julia wasn't like hey Marina I'm going to go tell James the truth tonight but like, Marina sh- knows we don't know that yeah that's true you know what I mean? Like, I, that also, to me, like, she just has this, like, pretend, whatever, half-truth, heart-to-heart with James. And then the first second she gets, like, two hours later, she's, you know, that night, she's sleeping. And the first second she gets, she betrays him again by sneaking out. She didn't even text Marina back, like, what's up, bitch? She was um, just like, okay, bye. I'm going to leave now. People don't know, but I do because I'm your wife. That uh, what? <laughs> that uh, your dad had problem with addiction uh-huh. and uh, did add, uh, with drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering this this kind of behavior of oh, prom- yeah. promising that I'm gonna be better oh, and yeah, showing those kind like, of things and then walking is this, this is like pretty textbook addict behavior. But yeah. I was wondering. As someone that was James in in some parts, like you were receiving the lie and then getting disappointed, did you felt? Honestly, uh, so my dad passed away uh, when I was in high school, like I think going into the 10th grade. Uh And up until like six months before he died, I had no idea what was going on until like my parents hated from me really well. And I was just really fucking oblivious because I'm like, I'm going to go. 
much Pokemon. And they were like, my, it took me years. My dad would be like, I'm going to work meetings at like the middle, like at night. And I was like, okay. He worked construction. They don't have meetings. Like, <laughs> I don't know. At like, he was, PM yeah, like, he was going to AA meeting. You know, like, I didn't know any of this. So, like, so it was really, like, my mom was that person. Like, I didn't really feel like I was being betrayed by it necessarily mm-hmm. because I didn't even know what was happening. Okay. So the one thing that we didn't talk about when Julia and Q were having this fight and, you know, they're both honestly, like, I think they both betrayed each other. I think oh, it's yeah. pretty, pretty even in the betrayal, right? Like, he was pretty shitty to her about, like, not wanting to help her and being like, I'm better than you for once. And she, you know, has been shitty to him. Like, whatever. They're both being shitty. Everyone's shitty. That's just, like, my, I feel like that's my summary of every episode. But the one thing that I was like, oh, like, that knife dig mm-hmm. was not he tells her to grow up. Because she told him in the first episode with the filler books and everything after they're leaving for the interview, she tells him to grow up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you grow up because they're both goddamn children. Yeah. And I think and we can see the hurt in her eyes when Mm -hmm. you say that. And that's the moment she's like, do you love magic? Because like she's like, yeah, fuck, he's right. But at the same time, no, he's wrong. And that's also the first moment. Julia is the first person to say you were my best friend. She puts it in past tense. And then later when Quentin is talking to Elliot, he says she was my best friend. And that actually brings me to the biggest betrayal of the episode, which is when um, Katie walks in and disrupts the move that Elliot was about to put on Quentin. She even like... like and she it, sits between them. He was about to sit next to Quentin. Did you see Quentin's face, though? Yeah. Even he knew. He was oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. But also, why was Katie like so late in the in the opening? Of Where the was she? Like, I, I don't believe that like... It took her like five days. She was just like wandering around. I don't know. That's a really good question. Like that's the part I never understood. Like why Katie took her. Where was she? <laughs> Where was she? Maybe her test took that long. And she ended up doing battle magic. <laughs> they just had her hold seventy two rocks. I don't know. <laughs> I wish exams were like that in real life. Oh, me too. She just want to hold rocks. I don't want to do math. Everyone is betrayed in that that episode. Uh-huh. If we look like. Um, they're betrayed by love. They're betrayed by friendship. They're betrayed by magic. They're betrayed by... Books. Books. But listen, like when, oh God, what's his name? Blonde douchebag guy. Pete? H- Hedgewood. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even blonde. He is blonde. No. I'm Googling it right now. It's a picture. He, I'm, he's blonde. No, he's brunette. No, he's blonde. <laughs> dirty blonde? Can we compromise? Okay, dirty blonde. I just Googled blonde. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is dirty blonde. See, he's got like the highlights. Nice. No, it's, no, look, it's. Okay, okay, okay. It's dirty. Okay. Tweet at us. Is he dirty blonde or blonde? Okay, hot take. Pete. I yes. think that's going to be our, our, our yes. pool of the... the yes. Yeah. Is Pete... Does he have dirty blonde hair, blonde hair, or other? Yeah, but like... But anyway, so when Pete is there and he's like, we don't have the book, and the book's like... Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you were betrayed by a book. That's true. We tried to lie, and the book was like, I'm here. I just want to have sex. With my other book. <gasps> There's a joke to be made about a flying fuck somewhere here. Okay. But before we continue... It's time for our first ad! Florian United is now proudly affiliated with Blurb. 
a company that believes in the power of book making, reading, sharing, and selling. You can either publish your photo book, your magazine, or even your own book. We have a special deal for our listener. If you go to bit.ly blurb35 and you sign up, you get to have 35% off and free shipping. So go there already to print either your favorite memories in a photo book or a magazine or a book. And don't forget to use the link bit.ly-blurb35 in order to get your 35% off and your free shipping. I'd like to have a moment to talk about Charlie. Uh-huh. Of course, Charlie has a lot of betrayal in that. He's mm-hmm. betrayed by his deep willingness to help people. And we know that Quentin is like that. Yeah. Um, in which is going to lead to a lot of problems yeah. in season one, season two, and season three. Well, it's like he just like fucking meets Alice and is like, yeah, I'll help you bring your brother back from the dead. That's fine. Well, she plays with him a bit. Well, yeah, and he's just like desperate for love. And has depression and anxiety. There's a lot of things going on there. But, like, as someone who is that person and, like, has struggled with that, like, just desire to help people and then you're just, like, to the point where it's not good for you Mm -hmm. and you're just like, why am I doing this? Yeah, that's definitely, like, I feel like that is that can be a betrayal. And do you think Charlie was like that because of his parents or... That's a good question. I don't know. Because like we, like it's not known yet, but we know the Queens are not the most stable family. (laughs) But were they, did they became that unstable after his death or were they that unstable before? I mean, I don't know that we know enough about Charlie to make any kind of like... Yeah. That's literally all we see of Charlie and then... Yeah. You know, I don't really know that we, I mean, I, I think that it's safe to say that like having unstable parents don't help make you a stable person uh, in, in, as a general blanket statement. But like, I, I don't know that I can make. Why? Why was he willing? Like, we know that he is like ready to fix everyone, but why was he willing to niffin himself for Emily? So we also don't know a lot about their relationship. But the way she was talking. Like they were just good friends. Yeah. Like, and he was the kind of guy that helped everyone. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I got the sense they were very good friends. Okay. You know, like I didn't get the sense that that was just like someone who happened to live in the building. And also, right. That's where it comes into play. Is, is, is that canon in the books? Oh. Uh, That Charlie. Anything else? And, 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 but because he was helping her. I think so, but it's been a long time. Okay. But I, so I, him nipping in now. If yes. that was canon and they were both physical kids, the physical kids canonically in the book is much smaller. Yeah, So like they would five. be very tight and know each other very well. Mm. So I'm imagining that they had a very close relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like he, you know, and he, so he wanted to help her. But also I feel like him like niffing out in general is like being betrayed by magic. Yes. Yeah. But you know, I like, mean, like, Emily tell him, stop, 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 and he didn't. But also his betrayal, and I feel like Alice has the same damn problem where this betrayal by, like, I can do it. I'm good enough to do it. I can do it. Ah, uh, like, that betrayed of, by your pride. Yeah. Uh-huh. And knowledge in a way, almost, but, like, yeah. Well, that was, I thought about this similarly when the spell to to summon Charlie didn't work, and I was like, it should have worked. Like, it, it, I did it right. I did, the, I did the math. I did the work. It should have worked. Uh-huh. You know, like, she was betrayed by, Her, yeah. like, like magic in a way. She's like, listen, magic. 
I did the things. You know, it's like two plus two should equal four and it equaled six instead. And how dare you? Yeah. You know, like she, like this deep, I did the thing right. Mm -hmm. And it still didn't, you know, that like And it's funny that you say it about knowledge and because uh, we know that the big connection between Charlie and Alice, other than the Breakfast Club song that I adore, (laughs) is uh, horses, the glass horses. Mm -hmm. And I went in my dictionary of symbolism oh in God. cinema. I can't. <laughs> and horses mean two things. Um, death. I mean, which is to the nose, you know. And a balance between wisdom and power. Ooh. Which I think this is what Charlie was. Both of them. What, yeah. But mm. Charlie went too far with his power. Yeah. Totally. That's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. And I think like that's a warning. That's kind of a warning that the, the horse is there from episode one. Yeah. And it's a warning for Alice of like, look what you can become. I But like that. she's so much into her grief since no, everybody betrayed her by not saying anything about Charlie and like mm-hmm. hiding stuff to her. And I think in a way, Char- Charlie betrayed her by dying. Yeah. You know, and again, like not intentionally. No, but no, it's but like still a betrayal. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that nobody never nope. like she discovered is I totally get why she's mad at you and she say like, fuck you. But I don't see his action as a betrayal to Alice. When he, he binds Charlie. So, okay. Um, so this made me think about, and this has to do with self-harm, um, but this made me think about in high school, I had a friend and one day, first period we had chorus together and I walked in and she showed me that she cut herself. Like it was like really serious. Like her wrists were like wrapped up. It was like, and I went to the nurse and I was like, She's like, I mean, I helped her. Like I went to the bathroom and I helped her like, you know, like wrap her wrist up. But I like went to the nurse or the guidance. I don't know if I, I think I went to the guidance counselor, in fact. And like I, I told them that it was happening. She was so mad at that betrayal. And then like years later, she was like, thank you for doing that. And so it's like, I like it is still a betrayal, mm-hmm. right? Even if you're doing it for someone's own good. But so, like, betrayal isn't always a bad thing. But, like, the definition of betrayal is, like, a betrayal is violating trust. So, like, yeah, like, he violated her trust by saying, like, she she was like, we're not going to do this thing. And he did the thing. So, yes, he violated her trust. But I think it was... It was for her own good. But, and I don't think that... So I don't think that betrayal is always a bad thing. But going back to the safety net and Julia, it took her a month to enchant that box. And then... She she said, oh, yeah, but we won't use it. Why did she have it? I have that same question. And I think that's a safety net again. Yes, and I think that she didn't... I almost feel like she gave Quentin the bait so that he had to be the one to do it. Ooh. Like, like she knew he couldn't do it. Yes. She didn't have the nerve, but so she knew she, that Quentin loved... Like, not love her, but, but cared yeah. about her so much that he would do it. And she knows that he's a child, so if she says don't do it, he will. But I also think that she knows herself yeah. enough and she that she, she would yeah. go too far. So she's like, okay, I'm gonna go with Quentin and I'm gonna say like, oh, don't touch that box. Look at that shiny box, don't touch it. Touch it, touch it. Okay, Pandora, calm down. <laughs> But yeah, oh no, I like that. Okay, because yeah. it makes sense now. Okay, okay, yeah. Because she's smart. I feel like she would have thought ahead. And, like, she still is mad. Like, I think that part of her knows that it had to happen, but, like, she's still mad that it had to happen, you know? Yeah. And, and it's still betrayed by it. And uh, and her leaving break bills, is it because of Quentin's action? 
Or is it because she know what happened to Charlie now, so she doesn't well, I mean, there? In this episode, she says, this is the only reason I'm here. I'm only here to find out what happened to my brother. That's it. And that's not the first time that she said yeah. this. I don't know if that's true or not. But, like, this is what she's saying. And as soon as she finds out, she's bouncing. Right? Like, she's mm-hmm. out of there. So, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it maybe a little bit of both. Doesn't have to... Like, it doesn't uh, work with betrayal, but when Alice says to Margot, like, okay, I'm out of here, Margot says, Alice, then there's a pause, and she I love... Competition. I, I love competition. Why? Because I, I can't... Yes, Margot loves competition, but, like, there, it didn't meant I love competition. It meant... It meant stay... I want to bang you. Yeah, but why did she use those words? Because Margot can't access her feelings in a direct way. <laughs> she can't be like, but stay, I like you. But do you think like she knows that Alice is competitive? I don't think it has anything to do about, with competition. Yeah. I think it's I think it's just her way of saying stay, but she can't actually say that because she can't access her feelings in a direct way. Because she, that's her wall. Yeah, like she, she had tried once, it didn't work. So like she she tries again in this episode. She's like, "What are you doing?" And Alice is like, "I'm in the fifth grade. This is an A B conversation. See yourself out, pretty much." <laughs> like what? Oh, by the way, when she goes see they, they go see Emily. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that scene, but like, oh my god, I love you, wardrobe department, your geniuses. What do they do? Everyone is wearing gray. But Alice and Margot that wear pinks, pinks mean innocence and hope. Get out of here. <laughs> and also, the moment they are inside, uh-huh. um, Alice doesn't have her pink coat. She wears black, which is grief, which is darkness, Ooh. which is sadness. Interesting. So they really use the, the, the contrast of color to show a lot of like what's what the character feels inside because even with uh, the confrontation with Julia you see Elliot that wear like a lot of, of white with like mm-hmm. his sleeves we see a lot of white mm-hmm. we see Quentin a bit of white with like his shirt and Julia wears black black yeah and I think that's another way of showing their interiority yeah without saying hey here's emotions yeah <laughs> you know well I also think that there's a lot going on with Margot and Betrayal as well so like again She tries to connect with Alice when she's like, hey, like, I can help with this thing. And I think it's a betrayal when Alice shuts her down. And I have I just have this question of, like, why is Margot trying to reach out to Alice? And why does Alice have such a distrust and deep distrust and hatred of Margot? Like to the point where she, when she was talking about like other spells that she could try, she was like, well, you know, like. That one, like, uh, loses a finger or a toe or what is it? It was a finger. She's like, oh, you know, that one, I'll lose a finger. But, like, that would be better than asking Margot for help. I'm like, why do you hate Margot that much? I think it's the same that, that we all ask ourselves. Why did Elliot decided to be Quentin's friend mm-hmm. so quickly? And I think it has to do with the timelines. Like, you cannot live 39 timelines and have, uh, like, not residual magic of and connections through that. And they feel something. There is something about oh, those. Oh, I really like that. There is something about like that and Alice sadly she put those well because of her family yeah I wouldn't like I don't blame her and like 
Margot called Zara on that BS and she was like, oh, that's the way that when you are like all uh, walled up and with that deep air of sadness. <laughs> like she calls her out oh, on yeah. her wall. And after that, Alice dropped that wall. I don't know if you noticed, but after that, Alice is the Alice we know. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's what happening. Like even Alice felt that that t- that tongue toward Margot, mm. and she's pushing it back because of her family yeah. because she got betrayed by her brother, the the person she loved the most, and he died. Well, and then she lets Quentin in, and he betrays her yep. by putting you know by putting Charlie in the box. But also, uh, I think it's interesting. Like when we're talking about like being betrayed, sort of by a thing and not a person. Alice is betrayed by her desire to know what happened to Charlie and she's like fine like I'll go talk to Margot god damn it but also, like, she's also betrayed because she loses sight of what's important like oh yeah. uh, needs Big a good uh, need a good education friendship Penny I'm I'm ready Penny he's betrayed by magic he's betrayed by his body Yeah, honestly, uh, that's what made decided me to mm. talk about my depression and my feeling my body betrayed me. And it's being like, oh, God damn it, what do I have again? I don't know. It's weird because it's like this un- uncontrollable thing that like can be good. If you do well. And I think and I think that's why uh, the dean came and said like, okay, you have to iron this. You have to master yeah. it. And like, I'm going to kick your butt <laughs> for you because I think something happened in other timelines. That yeah. Penny didn't master, and there something happened. Something went wrong with Penny. He got splinched from apparating. No, that's in Harry Potter, and that's Ron. But yeah, or maybe he did trans like he I'm did travel. He did travel in the volcano. Yeah, they were like, ha, 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 <laughs> 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 that Penny's dead. But also, like, an, I feel like in that conversation where they're in the car, it goes back full circle to like Dean Fogg being betrayed by his body. Where I feel like he copes with humor when he's like. Say yes, because I can't see you if you nod. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I think that like the Dean didn't have to be there. I really think it, it was there happened. because of, because of the 39 uh, other times and not because he want uh, like that rare gift to happen. Yeah. So I, that makes me think about like the other times that I feel like someone like people are being betrayed by by their body or sort of in ways like I also feel like that was similar to when Q uh, wasn't sorted when Quentin wasn't sorted yeah like it's like ugh like I'm not good enough nothing's happening like I can't think the alphabet in Greek at rocks I, I was thinking about when. I- When Alice is drunk and she's like, that's stupid. You're stupid. You have a stupid, stupid face. face. Like being betrayed by your body. Yeah. And in that way of also like when you're when you're under the influence of something and you're like saying dumb shit or like doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the last thing I was thinking about in terms of that is like when, when he was singing Taylor Swift in his head. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not singing Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, fine. Yeah, I don't know. Like sort of in those ways, like being betrayed by your body, not necessarily in just like a disability aspect, but also in other, you know, in other ways. Uh, I don't know why, but this made me wonder, does Eliza and the Dean not telling them? About the 39 other time. A betrayal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like but like we said before, betrayal isn't always necessarily a bad thing. But why do they do it then? Maybe they tried telling them before and it didn't go well. That's fair. <laughs> That's really, really, really fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. So I guess so for me, you know how you were saying you feel like everyone is betrayed in this episode. Does, is Elliot betrayed in this episode? I think he is. Um, I think Elliot was betrayed by his elitism towards the edge witches. I'm sure that honest, and it's not just him. I think it's the whole yeah. uh, magician community. But the the way he act around edge witches and say like, oh, I I, mean, I had this one guy blow me for a spell and it was barely. Or like, right. oh yes, that's right. We're classically trained. We're from Brickville, and he's proud. Like, I think there's a, a sense of betrayal of like. I'm gonna show you how good I am because I've been so betrayed of how pathetic I like. My dad tell yeah. me how, how, how much I so I, I think he's, he's so like because of past betrayals. That's exactly. where that elitism is coming from, and that needs to be like oh, it, yeah, yeah I'm better than you. Exactly. I, I think yeah. that's where we see the the betrayal yeah. in in Elliot. But and also like we don't. I don't think we necessarily. At least I don't. I didn't necessarily overtly see this in this episode. But it also made me think about the ways that we're betrayed when we care about someone and how like we put the blinders on like and don't see the stupid ass shit that they're doing I mean even sort of similarly to the way that Quentin is like helping Alice because he cares not necessarily that he's in love with her but like that he cares deeply about her for some reason that he's you know whether it's the connection from the past or past timelines or you know something else but the way that like you're caring for someone else he's literally keeps being like this is a terrible idea don't do the thing. Even Don't me can tell you. Do, yeah, you know. And, but being betrayed by, like, you know, when you know something is a bad idea yeah. and you still do it because, like, of someone, because, like, you care about someone else and, like, they want to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, that sense of betrayal. Yeah. This episode is sad. Yeah. Flower. Oh, it's my favorite thing to explain. Okay, so you know, in ye olde times, you go see a show, and you'd like the show, and you'd be like, okay, I'm going to throw some flowers at you. Yeah, and if, you know, you didn't like the show, you'd do what you do and you don't like the show, and you'd throw the vase at the performers. Which is logical. You, you don't do that here in Canada? <laughs> I will give my flower to Margot, who uh, try. Again, to reach to Alice and be her friend, despite having been basically told that she didn't want to be her friend. Uh, yet she persisted and tried again, despite everything. So you go, Margot. And I'm going to give the vase to Julia for what she's making James live through. Uh, I don't think he deserved that. And I know that she knows what she's doing, and I like what Marnie said about the safety net, but I think James is worth more than a safety net, so yeah. Yeah, I agree. What about you? I'm going to start with my vase, because I like throwing things. I'm Italian. Uh, I'm going to give my vase to Elliot, who I think is being a shitty, shitty friend in this episode. With, like, his just elitism, and I understand that that's coming from his own shit, but I still think it's rude. But, and I feel like, he, you know, he's driving a wedge between Quentin and Julia. And I'm going to give my flower to Quentin because he was able to betray Alice for her own good, even though he liked her and wanted to be her friend. He was still able to be like, what's happening right now is bad for you, and I'm putting your brother in a box. 
And good for you, Quentin. You did the thing, even though it meant it might put a wedge in their relationship, you know? I love that. Yeah, flowers are nice. Putting your brothers in boxes, it's not nice, but this time it's fine. I think it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Florians United. Uh, it's time for what I have right now decided to name the Gratitude Corner. So thank you, of course, to Harry Potter and the Sacred Text and Spirits for being awesome podcasts and uh, inspiring us to create this wonderful and weird thing that you're listening to right now. Uh, so yeah, they're great. Go listen to them. Uh, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text and Spirits podcast. And of course, we will be nowhere without them. Patrons, including Elliot, Salem, and all the other wonderful, lovely, giving people. Uh, you can always join them by going to patreon.com forward slash Valorians If you want to share your thoughts, feelings, ideas, grocery lists, um, I don't know, found poetry, whatever, uh, you can always tweet at us at Valorians, or you can. Uh, Contact us on our Facebook or Tumblr pages at Florians United. Next episode will be episode 4, The Word on the Wall, through the theme of power. Until then, have a wonderful day. Bye. I want to analyze Mean Girls through the difference of revenge and betrayal. Oh, boy. <laughs> that would be interesting. I never watched that movie. What? You have a major in cinema. Yes, that's why I have taste. Uh. Uh, betrayal! <laughs> betrayal most foul! <sighs> okay! <laughs> um.